for his timely message. And uh, I pray that uh, all were able to get a few nuggets. Uh, with that being said, let's have church. Let's have service today. Yes. And I, I know I know it's not it's not what we expected at the turn of 2020. But in spite of that, God has been good to us and continues yes. to be good to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we'll continue with the program, just a reminder uh, for all those we do have a number of ways that you can give. Um, I, look, I know it's a tough season, uh, but it pays to be as honest as you can with God. He's going to take care of you. He'll take care of this. He's going to take care of all of this. And so for those that uh, do have it and are so led, I want to continue to remind you that uh, we do take uh, checks by mail uh, to the Cedar Top address and then also the PayPal Have church. Yeah. Have church. The program, uh, Reverend Al calls for the morning prayer. We pray for the son and the daughters. We pray for that whole family. 
children. And, and we just pray that you'll give them comfort in this hour of their lives. We pray for all of our sick and shedding. We pray, Heavenly Father, for, for, for just your blessedness to continue to shine down on this church. Oh, Heavenly Father, we, we, we just pray for this world right now. In the midst of all this confusion, all this uh, sickness, we're still praying that there's someone out there who does not understand or who has now come to the understanding that your son Jesus Christ rose from that grave on that third appointed day and he is alive and he's reaching out to someone right now. Oh Heavenly Father, let something be said today. Let, let our pastor preach something today that will cause someone to make a decision about your son Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity to share in this blessed day that tells the whole world that Jesus is Thank you for the opportunities you've given us throughout this terrible time. Thank you most of all for your son, Jesus Christ. And it is in that mighty, living name that we pray right now. Amen. Amen.
sure the cedar top uh, runs away. So I'm thankful for those that continue to, to labor. I want to uh, also, before I get started, uh, continue to be in prayer for the Dawson family, which is really this family here, this church, and then also in prayer for the Hunt family as well. But life doesn't stop in the midst of a, a pandemic. Things continue to press, press along and bills continue and, and uh, family members uh, uh, pass. And, uh, so, so we're in prayer. We're in prayer for so many. I had someone that uh, worked work with a young person. And they, it felt like they just had too much going on. By email, they had shot me a note. I wrestled with that. I said, What can I do? You know, as a preacher, sometimes, Reverend, we want to come up with something profound yeah. and we want to, you know, get this and get that. And, um, and the Lord said, Just send them a note and tell them to hang in there. Yeah. I'm gonna, I don't know who this is meant for. I'm, I'm here to tell somebody this morning, just hang, hang on in there. Well, again, I am thankful. I am thankful for this uh, this morning. Uh, it has been an interesting uh, weekend. A lot of services. And, and, uh, you know, we had planned a good Friday service here, and we were not able to do it. Um, but I uh, saw so many good good services, good preaching online. So pastors and preachers, I, teachers, I, I commend you for for allowing the work to continue. Said before, and I'll continue to say it. If, if the church can only function when that door is open right there, and thousands of people are sitting in the pews, then we're in trouble. We were never, uh, we were never really the church as it relates to the biblical sense. And so I am just uh, excited, and like Reverend said, continue to be in prayer for so many, so many pastors and so many church leaders uh, as we continue our best uh, to reach the masses. With the, with the gospel. We still need to hear a word from the Lord High. Yes, sir. We still need that. So, so continue to be in prayer for this uh, this servant and the way. I won't uh, I won't be long if, if you'll if you'll pray along with me. So we'll uh, move through this. This is my, my first uh, resurrection Sunday service here. And I know uh, I didn't quite expect this coming into 2020 when we put the calendar together. But nothing surprises, nothing surprises God. And so uh, he, he saw fit to allow it to be this way, and so we're going to be obedient. Um, but uh, if you will, and then we'll go into prayer and then dive right into this, but then, excuse me, and we're also in prayer for those that rest with allergies in this season as well. It is, it is tough to continue to get those looks from everybody you're sneezing and coughing, and they attribute it to something else. So, uh, just in prayer for the health of many. Uh, we'll be looking uh, just briefly in a portion of this. I know that you've looked at but we're going to look at Matthew 27, uh, 57 through 61. Matthew, the gospel is recorded by Matthew, and that is uh, chapter 27, verse uh, 57 through 61. Let me read that in its entirety. And then we'll go into prayer and say a few things to get out of your way. In Matthew 57, Matthew 27, 57 through 61. Now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become a disciple of Jesus. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And Pilate commanded the body to be given to him. When Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth. And he laid it in his new tomb, which he had hewn out of rock. He rolled a large stone against the door of the tomb. 61. And Mary Magdalene, there and the other Mary sitting opposite 
What was not in the notes was, who do you file your complaint when the tomb is empty? Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you just briefly about the failed, the failed funeral director. Joseph uh, Arimathea was a rich man, but he was a bad funeral director. Arimathea was a town about 15 to 20 miles northwest of Jerusalem. Arimathea was known in the Old Testament as Ramah and Samuel, or the home of Samuel the judge. The gospel was recorded by Mark tells us that Joseph Arimathea was a prominent member of the council known as the Sanhedrin. As you recall, the Sanhedrin was the Jewish leadership that opposed Jesus. And yet, Jesus felt compelled, or Joseph felt compelled, to help Jesus. Joseph was a bad funeral director, but he was a secret disciple, who according to the gospel, as recorded by Mark, was waiting for the kingdom of God. Joseph decided to go to Pilate and ask for the body of Jesus. Wow. Pilate marveled at the fact that Jesus had already died. In fact, Pilate asked the head centurion for confirmation that Jesus was indeed dead. Uh -huh. You see, part of the excruciating death by crucifixion was that many lingered on the cross for days. Uh -huh. But what they did not realize was that Jesus had an appointment with destiny. He was on the cross for about six, six hours. That's right. And so while Joseph of Arimathea was a bad funeral director, we can take some notes from him today as it relates to being a good, a good disciple. Mm -hmm. Now for those that are studying, I, I will, um, and, and we're Bible students here, we are Bible students, but I want to make sure that you understand. You may look at this account and say, well, where did he get that from? Now, this is going to be in all, all four Gospels. Yeah. Uh, for those that are studying, we, we pulled uh, the account as recorded by Matthew, but in Mark 15, in Luke 23, in, June, in John 19, you will also find this account on the burial, on the burial of, of Jesus. Yes. So, again, what can we take from this one? Joseph bad funeral director, but a good, a good disciple. We first see that, that Joseph Arimathea, he recognized the man. I'm saying, well, where preacher are you coming from? In 57, it says, now when evening had come, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who himself had also become the disciple of Jesus. Now, we don't know when he became a disciple. We don't know at which point he, he made the decision to, uh, to not listen to, to those that he had, I'm sure, called friends at one time. Uh, the Sanhedrin, you all are Bible students. You, you do realize that they had made it their goal to oppose Jesus. They had made it their goal, ultimately, to, to kill and so scripture doesn't tell us at which point uh, Joseph, who was part of the same history, uh, it doesn't tell us at which point his heart changed. But all we know is that at some point he recognized the name Jesus. And his heart did indeed change. I believe it was the John account that reminds us that, that, that Nicodemus was one that, that uh, was at least... Uh, a cohort, if you will, in the secret discipleship with Joseph. You do know Nicodemus in the account of the gospel recorded by John in the third chapter, is that right? Uh, we're reminded of the works of Nicodemus. Nicodemus came to Jesus at nighttime. Some very interesting, interesting questions. But now we can find ourselves at the at the Calvary scene. And Nicodemus is, is, is along with, with Joseph. And I don't know if, if Nicodemus had, I can only imagine in my baptized imagination that, that he had some discussions with one Joseph as well. Yeah. He, he, he tried to explain, I can only see it. I can only imagine. It's not in the text. Don't call me and pull a text on me. But I can imagine that, 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 that Nicodemus was one trying to explain to Joseph as well how I, how 
are and the brains are left. And once you see the man of Jesus, once you see the deity of Jesus, then you, you and I can have the boldness that one Joseph and Mary did. Yeah. So we see that first he, he recognizes the man who this, who this one they call Jesus is. And then we see bad funeral of prayer, but good disciple, we see that he recognizes, he recognizes the mission. Look at look in 58. This man, and that's this is Joseph went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. And then Pilate commanded the body to be given, to be given to him. I've already, I've already pointed out that, that once Joseph did this, he was willing to be ostracized by the Sanhedrin. He, he, he was okay that, that Pilate now knew that he was associated with this, this woman. Yet, Joseph uses his access to Pilate to make a personal request. The request was for the body of Jesus. And so my question is, where, where are the disciples? Where, where, where are the disciples? We, we read of of John at least being in the vicinity at some point. Uh-uh. But the rest of them, they're, they're, nowhere, they're nowhere to be found. We, we read of one Peter who, who warned his hands. I believe, I believe Jesus at that time was, was being tried in the midst of the Sanhedrin. And Peter was warming his hands with those. And, and somebody in the group, they asked, Scripture reminds us that Peter, Peter even cussed. and said, how dare you associate me with that one Jesus? Peter, if you recall, a few moments before that, it said, Jesus, I, I, I can't speak for anybody else, but I know I'll never, I'll never deny it. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't too much, too much longer. And indeed, he did, he did deny it. And so my question is, where are the about handling the body of Jesus, it would have seemed like the disciples would walk closely with him. And yet we find that it's Joseph. It's Joseph who, who was the one that has the mission, if you will, that has the, the fortitude, if you will, to go to Pilate and ask for the body. in scripture, but also in our lives. I, I'm intrigued at the point in, in our lives when, when we have such a boldness that we have such a realization of how important the mission is. We'll do whatever we have to do. Recognize the mission. I, I, I'm reminded of, of one Esther. You are familiar. You are Bible students. Esther. Esther in the Old, old Testament Lifestyle. 
man. And I'm reminded, and you hear these words all the time, of finally Esther, Esther, after wrestling with it, she came to the decision that she was indeed going to chance. She was going to chance going before the king. And she says, if I perish, I perish. But a powerful, powerful state. And so I'm here this Resurrection Sunday to, to ask the saints that join me by Facebook Live.
seed that no one had admitted. We see that, that, that Jesus was a big place.
I'm hearing that in some of our larger cities, that the lines for, for free food are backed up for mass. I'm told that, that the economy is on a is on a downturn. They they tell me, they tell me that there are companies now, I even read that the United States Postal Service itself is, is in the danger of, of going under if it doesn't get some assistance. It appears, it appears dark. It appears for some that there is no hope. But I've come by. I've come by to remind somebody that what it looked like in this scene right here not unlike what many of us think we're in the midst of right now. It looked like Friday that, that, that the one that was supposed to come and save his people, that he had no, he had no more, no more fire. It appeared that the grave, the grave had, had hold. It appeared that the Roman officials in the Sanhedrin, it, it appeared that they had, they had a Tells me, as I already pointed up, that, that darkness that had even come over, over the sea. Yeah. And I don't know, and, and you know, we, we've got some account, but we don't know all that occurred on Saturday. We don't know, we don't know all that occurred on Friday. But what we do know is that between that time and what the old folks like to say early, early. Sunday morning, we got up. He got up with all power in his hand. So what's your, what's your hope on this, on this cool Sunday morning? Thank you. 